0: hello you gorgeous lot and welcome to another episode of the Persistent and Nasty podcast. Elaine here. How are you all doing? Well today is a really uh, special episode. We are celebrating four years of Persistent and Nasty. I honestly can't believe that it's four years but here we are. Our very first event which was a script reading event and it was live. Remember those days when we did things in person? Um, And that was the 31st of January 2018. So technically it's not our birthday until Monday, but we like to celebrate a little bit early. Um, today you have Louise and I just talking about our, um, oh, you know, I'm not a big fan of the word journey, but I can't think of any other word for it. So yeah, our journey to where we are now. So from the very beginning to all the work that we've done over the last few years, the podcast Um, the activism, um, the advocacy work, and um, all the work that we are continuing to do. Uh, It's amazing and strange and wonderful and actually quite emotional that we're here after four years. And um, obviously, uh, in particular, just want to say a huge shout out, although we do mention her numerous times throughout this episode, but a big shout out to our sunflower, our Misha McCullough, in all honesty, persistent and nasty probably wouldn't have survived without Misha and her drive and enthusiasm and support and hard work that she um did while she was with us and uh, we can't thank her enough. So Mish, thank you, darling. We love you. And uh, to Emily Patry and Belle Jones, our two original co-founders, along with myself and Louise Oliver, um, thank you for being there at the beginning and amazing supporters and still supporting us and we love you all to bits um to our community you make this what it is whatever we are um, it's all down to you and we are I can't even put it into words how grateful we are but we are extremely grateful thankful humbled by all of you and um yeah we hope to keep on this fight and path and just all of it really all of it, all the the hard stuff but all the fun and joy and positivity and support that um, this community bring to each other which is a beautiful thing to see so thank you as always you can follow us on all social media um, on Twitter at Persistent Nasty Instagram at Persistent and Nasty Facebook persistent and nasty and if you want you can send us an email to persistentandnasty at gmail.com if you're ever needing to chat if you ever want to join the coffee morning if you need to bounce some ideas off people you know where to find us send us an email send us a dm we are always there and for those of you who have continued to um, financially support us by giving what you can when you can it is i can't even explain how grateful we are it keeps us going um as most of you know we are still unfunded and we aren't with um any but anybody else i mean if some organizations want to come in and give us a little hand that would be gorgeous um but we are so grateful for all of you and for uh, the love and support um Physical, emotional, and financial that you give to us, we are extremely grateful. Since it's a celebration episode, um, I would suggest, um, well, wine, something fizzy, beer, cocktail, or, you know, just a good old cup of tea. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. How are you? I'm alright. Um, listeners, we were supposed to be having this um podcast celebration of four years of persistent and nasty in person, but my endometriosis has been a bastard. So It's very unforgiving.
1: Yeah. For a very sort of it's like it's like a, a condition that was clearly designed by the patriarchy. It's like
2: cool.
1: what a it's just an absolute bastard of a thing. It's just yeah. I feel so, you mate it's...
0: Having tea and in bed, there will be no drunken hilarity in our cell. Well, no, there be hilarity. Well, well hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hilarity here.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, I could get drunk solo if you want. If you want to just oh God, in, inject a little hilarity, I could just start checking now. Quite happily, just, like i'll just live vicariously through you um and then you know i could get drunk and increasingly more belligerent and you could just watch
0: oh i love <laughs> all of the above ideas and i think we should make that happen
1: <laughs> what a great way to kick off the year i no. could set the tone
0: for persistent and nasty
1: going forward <laughs> drunken
0: belligerent that's a
1: belligerent (laughs) at least one of us at any event or in any persistent activity at least one has to be drunk and belligerent
0: again i love it (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure how much we'll get done but it will be a fun ride it will will be it'll be a fun ride and talking about a fun ride four years That was a beautiful segue. I thought you were being like
1: highly complimentary to uh, uh, for a second there. I don't know.
0: Well, obviously.
1: <laughs> Speaking of a fun ride. Really? Uh, yeah, four years.
3: That's wild. Yeah. That's really wild. Where has the time gone? Where has it gone? And also like really, I,
0: as I say that, I'm like, where do we actually start? And what are we? <laughs> what even are we? Um that
1: is an excellent question because I think it's a journey of huge learning and change and evolution and our the, the sort of makeup of of our little cohort has changed so much and you know the core two being us and you know I feel like there's like a feeling of like the two of us left standing because <laughs> it's been quite <laughs> yeah quite a roller coaster uh which is it to say that the the wonderful incredible strong intelligent uh Talented women that have joined us along the way um were knocked down, knocked down like skittles or something like that. That's not—that's not the analogy I'm going great. for. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like the the roller coaster of persistent and nasty as a whole. Yeah. I feel like as we've arrived in 2022, yeah. uh, it does feel a little like just proud to still be standing a little mm. bit.
3: I, absolutely.
0: I I was thinking about this the other day because I thought. From our very first event, which was the thirty first of January, twenty eighteen, um, which I can't believe either that I'm saying you know, that we're now in twenty twenty two, um, but from that very first event to where we are now, and what we've, you know, as you said, like we've grown into, um, and I guess though for those of you that are listening, like. When we started this, we were like a live event script reading. Yeah. <laughs> and the podcast was like supposed to be like, oh, cool, we'll do a podcast when we've got an event on and we'll have a little chat after the event. Yeah, the podcast
1: was a totally different beast in its original conception. And and really in that original conception, it only really had one version of it like that, really, didn't it? Like it was yeah. a sort of event recap that was very beautifully edited at that time by uh chris gorman uh our token man at that moment in time <laughs> and uh and it was very it was actually quite complex it was a bit it was a very ambitious complex um bar to set for ourselves that i don't think we ever really rose to again because it was a kind of a, if memory serves folks you can it's up there you can find it you can go all the way back to the beginning and find it's the four it's the four original cohort which is myself elaine uh emily patry and Belle jones and it's the four of us discussing what we learned at the first couple of events i think it's like it's it's not even just the first of it it's like i think this is the second event as well as, as ed is into it if memory serves
0: I think you might be right. I
1: think there's a couple like there's sound bites from more than one event and more than one like um, guest speaker <laughs> edited into it, and it's very cool. Like I think it's a very cool thing, but it's so different in vibe and and scope than what we are now. I, I'm happy we
0: are what we are now because like that was <laughs> a bit, it's just a bit like who do we think we are? love <laughs> that we were just like okay, we're just going to do this and that's it. So that's happening. Great, everybody on board? Yeah, brilliant. Let's yeah. do it. Super. Um, <laughs> and kind of you know like the fact that Chris is obviously a sound engineer and could do all that for us because mm. let's be honest there's no way I could have managed that one maybe now but certainly you probably not. could now
1: yeah you, you've, you've taught yourself to edit and it's, that's another beautiful little evolution and thing that's happened out of this project is that you are now an editor and it's you do a fabulous job and you could probably could do it now but I remember at the time thinking like uh, I sort of briefly dabbled in teaching myself to edit and I hated it as you know because I bitched about it a lot and then you took on the mantle of it and uh yeah it was just like I remember going I don't know I don't know what you did I don't know how to do that like <laughs> this is too intimidating as like as a model for this in my brain but uh still very good like I think it's a very cool.
0: to have done do you know maybe at some point we should like revisit that in some sort of way
1: i think we absolutely could like i think there's no reason why we couldn't do something down the line i mean god knows where we'll be in six months time two months time there's a lovely like it it feels like we might even be able to revisit the idea of something happening live and in person with persistent nasty again at some point down the line if i feel like (laughs) that oh my god, that would be really i <laughs> And we could record yes. it and, and integrate it into the podcast. Who knows?
0: Who, Who knows? knows? What was like from that very first event all oh, those many months ago? What was your highlight?
3: Do you think? I think probably just. I think probably just the reaction to it because mm-hmm. I just didn't have any idea there was
1: going to be that kind of response. I mean we've talked about this a lot in the years since. Yeah. When we talk about persistent nasty or or respond to questions about it, we refer back to that first night and the energy that was in the room quite a lot. And I think that was the highlight because it just felt we just sort of found ourselves in that room. It was just such it felt like such a fast-paced, organic, responsive thing to go from being like four actresses hanging out and going, let's read some scripts because no one's hiring us to suddenly being in a room addressing key issues of our industry.
2: Yeah.
1: Off the back of a very, very insane cultural moment because of the Me Too spike at that moment in time. So it just sort of felt kind of zeitgeisty and a little bit like, Oh, we didn't plan this. This was not like and and because I had no expectations, because it all happened so fast, I just was like, oh this is cool we're maybe on to something here a little bit and i don't know what that means yet and i don't know what that's going to look like going forward but we're all here in this room now place packed and it's buzzy and yeah i think just the just the response suddenly being in the room and being like okay there's a hunger for this and Mm. people are behind this even with we even with us not really fully knowing exactly what the mission was, as it were <laughs> like that was? I think that was it for me. Just that feeling. Because to be quite honest, if I'm being really candid, be
3: um, really candid.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we've managed really to recapture that. And it's an and it's like raw. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Which isn't to say there haven't been incredible moments since. There have been, but that was just that just felt particularly singular. It was just like. I wish we could have bottled it yeah, because it felt think, like a moment.
0: I think the closest for me that comes is the two festival events. Mm, yeah, they were they were magic. Yeah, two thousand and eighteen that was at the Edinburgh Festival in two thousand and nineteen. Um, yeah, the closest to that, I think it's like you say, it was on a cusp. Um, yeah, at that moment in time, it was the end of January. Which is always difficult for everyone, anyway, because it's such a well. Certainly, over here in this side of the the planet, it's dark yeah. and uh, cold, and payday is just like a thousand years away. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> January just feels so long. Yeah, and you know we're all self-employed, so everybody's got the looming tax return to do mm-hmm. thirty first. Um. So I think you know that kind of it being the thirty first, knowing that everybody that would be there would have done their tax. So there's <laughs> <laughs> that kind of release of that, and then just the yeah, the energy, the the anger, the determination, and the need for something. Uh-huh. I think I think we've never had that again because we probably felt that and reacted to it so that's maybe why we've never had it quite
3: to that level again yeah yeah it was just a moment um and I think uh,
1: I think it was just that it, it I don't want to use that word zeitgeist again but it just was that it was just accidentally being right smack bang in the middle of what the world was talking about Mm. Um and nobody being afraid. Like a lot of people brought it felt like a barrier had kind of come down a little bit because I feel like everybody came into that room going,
3: Oh, we're we're now finally talking about this. Yeah. Um So yeah, I think that was
1: I think that was yeah, it's it's just it's just it stayed with me actually. It's just stayed with me since that moment, really. Yeah. Um I'm chasing that high ever
0: since. <sighs> <laughs> No, well, me too because there was a buzz there was absolutely a buzz in the room mm-hmm. there definitely definitely was and then obviously we had a few more live events and
3: it's kind of funny when I think about it I'm like oh yeah we had our live events and then without even I think well maybe you realized
0: but I, I don't think I did like realizing all of a sudden we were something
3: else Hmm without kind of ever kind of going oh yeah this is what we're going to be yeah like I don't ever remember as kind of going this is we're going to be
0: an advocate for the people in our industry I don't remember that moment happening
1: no I agree and I don't either and I think it's because it didn't happen there wasn't
3: like a a specific shift yeah if if i was if i was to speak to anything that that feels like a shift
1: it, it, again it goes back to that first night where it was like for the first time not for the first time but like i felt like my own perceptions and my own understanding about what i was trying to achieve or 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 change that i wanted to be part of um it was sarah shadowy who was our other guest speaker alongside sandy thompson at that first event who basically said very candidly and and to the point like the feminism side of what I do comes slightly behind the fact that I'm an Egyptian woman moving through this industry in this world. So the barriers of my ethnicity and identity from that is the first thing that I need to overcome. And then feminism comes behind it. And that was like, as a white woman who needs to have things challenged quite often, particularly at that point where, cause I still, I think even then, I I was quite a naive person back then, even though it was, this short a time as four years ago that felt as that felt like if i if it was to pinpoint any moment that i felt like something in me shifted it was that and then i don't make i don't remember making a conscious cho- mm-hmm. conscious choices after that other than us letting that bed into our brains and our bodies and yeah and making conscious decisions about how we would curate and Allow persistent nasty to form because yeah we did we'd responded to that in terms of building it into the themes and focus for the next event yeah but from from that point forward it just feels like we've but we've just been kind of rolling with the punches and responding to what people tell us about how they perceive what we are
0: Um, and isn't it interesting like our second event and the call out we used. In BAME yeah and we wouldn't use we would never use that now it's
3: and it so funny isn't of, it
0: yeah it was that thing of you know the more we went and did the work and learned it's like you then start to question those things of well who decided that word that phrase that word was going to be used yeah
1: I, it, it's these things that sort of W- make doing this and and kind of like sticking to, or st- remaining committed to this project or initiative or or community or whatever you want to call it because I, I don't ever like to call Persistent Nasty an organization or uh, something that because calling it an organization or, or something like that feels static whereas calling it a community or a project or an, an initiative feels like it's like it, that's got movement to it those words have movement to it like there's room for change and room for growth because that feels like if there's anything that i've gotten out of doing this it, it, it the most humbling thing about it is the constant learning and i think that's so important because i think when we start to get ourselves into a position where we believe we are done learning then then that's when we fuck up yeah um and things like language and Particularly when it comes to disenfranchised groups or systemic oppression, identity politics—that's such a hotbed of
3: um, sensitivity and and uh, it's, it's it's rife for for um, I don't know
1: trauma and damage. But I think it's because people get defensive because they're like well i just learned that it's this and now you're telling me it's different so Mm -hmm. you know back the fuck off and it's like well actually we're we're all figuring this out as we go along and 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 we just have to remain open to the idea that things constantly change because they do Mm -hmm. and that's sort of the goal here um so i think that's been that for me that's been really humbling and really like probably the most important thing I've gotten out of of doing this just being really open to change and not being fearful to fuck up because as long as I know in my heart the intention is there to do good and to do right by people and remain compassionate and empathetic then I think I think fuck ups are fine yeah it's the nature of life isn't it
0: yeah everybody makes mistakes everybody fucks up it's whether you then take responsibility acknowledge it and learn from it and try and do a better job the next
3: okay. Yeah. And I
1: think it's also about, for me, I've been thinking a lot, knowing that we were going to have this chat today, I've been thinking a lot about our journey, and it's like, you know, we used BAME. We also used female identifying. We did. We don't use them now because it's like, at that point in time, we were figuring out, oh, what's, what's the most inclusive whilst also remaining true to what we want to do which is, you know, I think at the heart of it there is still, like, the championing of women in our industry is still at the core it's the sort of linchpin of what we do but it becomes about, well, how does that how does that become more inclusive in terms of because we are absolutely our principles and allyship sits within the LGBTQ plus community Um, and and for and you know within uh supporting black women and and other women of color and it's about that for me so i think i think we stumbled around a little
0: bit kind of falling over ourselves and tripping ourselves up trying
1: to get the language right we Um,
2: did
0: we definitely did and i i think it's really i think the fact that we can admit that is you know that i think is a learning thing you know we used um women x yeah (laughs) Um,
1: women, X, women, X, women X. Women X. I don't. Yeah. So I'm still not sure what the official pronunciation Again, about that it. And that was
0: one of those ones that, it, and I think it was after when it when that was being used more regularly in the mainstream. I think that was after the kind of conversation around the term "bame" had kind of, I, I had to see and read more about that and the fact that the people that that's supposed to be included hadn't been. Um, hadn't been included in the conversation about what mm-hmm. and uh, so I think for me that the women because ex- <laughs> I can't <laughs> think what that
1: is <laughs> okay I know I know it's really it's really tricky and
0: we never really sat well with me but we did use it yeah and then we had the conversation you me and Misha and we had the conversation about it and we were like we're using women because mm-hmm
3: if you are quote-unquote female identifying or if you are a trans woman you are a woman yeah mm-hmm. that's it's as simple as that you are a mm-hmm. woman so why
0: are we creating another box It was just I think it for me that was one of those moments of going oh god we're letting them do it again the patriarchy yeah. getting us again and you you know we've seen it recently like we've put up stuff and there have been some comments from TERFs. I'm not going to
3: give them any other term. Yes. Um, and they're not they are not on board with our where we stand. Mm-hmm. And I find that just really
0: sad because actually what they're not realizing is that they are allowing patriarchal
3: systems to influence us all working together to be stronger yeah. rather than yeah
1: don't give them too much air time because it is a branch of quite frightening radicalization yeah that sits within you
3: know
1: a lot of right-wing stra- strategy stuff But it's, totally it's quite frightening
3: it's not right-wing press for fuck's sake
1: it's very frightening and uh but that's the thing that's where you know that that's where again another really good example of the way that language can be so tricky because it just the same way it can be useful it can be weaponized and mm. um, you know and again it's so fluid language is fucking fluid it changes all the time meanings of things change all the time and new words come into the vernacular and into our vocabulary and and sometimes they're useful and sometimes we think they're useful but actually we discover like you've just said the ways in which no, actually, what we're doing was just creating another way to box people in, yeah. And we just need to let people live, <laughs> let the people live, <laughs> yeah. So, that yeah. I think that's been really fascinating. As, as and it's it's not done yet. I think oh we'll constantly
0: be learning and responding to that stuff. Um, and also, I think I mean, I'm sure everybody that is listening to us already knows this anyway, but we're open to being called out on stuff if we've done something wrong like Uh oh
1: yeah for sure it's a constant conversation
3: constant
1: yeah uh yeah and that's again it comes back to me really believing that this is a community endeavor yeah it's informed so much by the brilliant people that we surround ourselves with and we've attended events listen to the podcast come to the coffee mornings so much of so much of the sort of success and and uh, growth of the project is down to the things we've learned from these people.
3: That's all yeah. informed by we, people who are way stronger and way more intelligent than. I'll just say me because I don't want
1: to include you in that, but like you, you, know, you, in that.
2: <laughs> you know, you know what I mean.
1: It's just it's very I'm very grateful for everyone that uh, engages with us and helps us because it's
0: yeah yeah
1: the work is never done
0: the work is never done and I'm talking about the work
3: <laughs> speaking of the work
0: hi ho yeah I mean it's something that we are quite quiet about certainly on the socials um but there is a lot of work happening um behind the scenes and um, led by you you <laughs> led
1: by you wonderful dear leader um your incredible policy work.
0: Tell the people, tell the people. Tell the people. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Persistent and Nasty, through me, that's me, Elaine, um, (laughs) um, are involved uh, in creating a new framework with an amazing working group of humans um, to put out to our Scottish theatre industry um, in how we approach rehearsal rooms how we approach reporting of issues within said rehearsal rooms how also behavior when under contracts happens out with the rehearsal room Um, just trying to create safer healthier spaces for all of us um, and I'm really excited to be part of that group and i um, that again is like everything you've just said Lou it's like the amazing people that we've been in touch with that are part of the coffee morning or you know have just sent us an email or a DM about something and it's triggered a conversation um and obviously as quite a few of you will know we were asked to comment and give an interview on telly back in May of 2021 about um Abuse in our industry um and it doesn't just happen in, in our in our industry. it happens everywhere, and I oh. think ideally what in like my kind of like you know blue sky thinking of all of this is that this framework that we're hopefully creating like my next hope for whatever it will be is to go and you know talk to screen Scotland so that we then get that implemented there, but also though so it's something that can be used. In other industries, because it's not specific to a rehearsal room, I think what makes our industry that little bit more vulnerable to it is, is the fact that people do have to be vulnerable in the space.
3: Yeah,
0: there are times when you are possibly alone with someone. So, for example, if you are a stage manager and you're in the the wings, and something's waiting to go on that person could be standing there for five to 10 minutes when they don't need to be, but they've made that decision to come and stand and intimidate. Accept. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing hand movements because I've forgotten that we're on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see us. Um, um, so yeah, I'm really excited for that. I'm-
1: it's amazing work and it's very, I'm sure very reassuring to everyone listening and to our community that it's you in those rooms. um me being being, persistent being being hella persistent (laughs) um it's important it's a really it's really vital work and i think it's the i think it's a really logical and beautiful culmination of the sort of work accidental work that we've been doing and i use the word accidental because it's it's just something that's kind of happened naturally yeah because um, through persistent and nasty
0: I mean we'll be told I'm going to be totally honest when we started Persistent and Nasty yeah we did want to shake things up but we were doing it for script readings and because we all wanted a job (laughs) yeah pretty much like you know like let's like and also to get the voices that are not that weren't and that still aren't being heard a platform you Mm -hmm. know it's that thing of like we were four white women yeah we wanted that we were four white women in our 30s but we also were like okay well actually what can we do to benefit our community yeah. and at that point what we thought we could do is create a platform and then kind of get out of the way yeah
1: and again it's that you, you sort of touched on this earlier this idea of not really being able to pinpoint a specific sh- moment of shift um and I still think that it's it's because I think for me i think there's something really beautiful about just kind of owning up to the fact that yeah but at the beginning it was about we we felt like we were the ones that were marginalized we were out of work and we felt like on the sidelines of things so it's i think it's perfectly fine to own up to the fact that the the origin story here does have a little bit of a mercenary like well how the fuck do we just make something happen for ourselves um and in doing so kind of yeah rattle some cages and make a little bit noise so there is this like I just think there's something maybe I'm just feeling really (laughs) reflective yeah it's just I'm feeling really reflective and just sort of like I think there's just something really gorgeous about that as a journey and kind of yeah
0: and actually what I and I can only speak for myself what these last four years have given me personally is way more than I would have got if somebody come along and seen a reading and gone oh yeah I'll get Elena in to do a job for, a four, yeah. for four weeks six weeks eight weeks whatever those eight weeks from that moment yeah okay great lovely etc but actually what what has grown and we're almost like a virus we fucking need to <laughs> In a
1: i'm not in sure i like these of that word in the current political climate thank you very much i'm triggered by that word
0: um but you know you what know, I yes. we, an organism that grows an organism
1: yeah i'll take that one
0: an organism yeah, yeah. and um yeah i've, I've got um, so much more out of that than i ever would have got out of well, there's nothing. There's not.
1: Right, I'm gonna be maybe a little bit fucking <laughs> flipping here. Had a drink yet? Yeah. I'm not even had a drink. I might get a drink in a minute uh, after I say this. There's nothing rewarding about being an actor unless <laughs> you're doing it. Right? Do you know what I mean? And let, let, allow me to let, allow me to elaborate on that. Being an actor fucking sucks ninety percent of the time, and yeah. for me, a lot of that time is. Spent feeling very out of control, like I can exert control on nothing. I feel like I am at the very sharp end of a shitty power dynamic. Yeah. And this is true, This is true for a lot. It's a very, it is a v- you need a lot of psychological stamina to stick at it for a long time, as you well know. And I just felt like this persistent and nasty gave me a little bit of purpose again and a little bit of like if I can't do that give me something meaningful to fucking do because like this is shit it just is yeah. and and I think that's why we all as creatives figure out we have to like you have to figure out doing things for yourself you have to figure out doing something you can exert some form of control over, control over. otherwise your mental health will suffer massively um, as any I'm sure any creative will back me up on that
3: I think it's just like
1: and this project just, it still gives me a lot of fulfillment and, you know, feeling like I'm i am not wasting my time on this earth. And maybe that's just like a bit, that's maybe a bit much. I haven't even had a drink yet. Oh my God. Maybe that's a bit like, I did say I, did say I was feeling reflective. It's the beginning of the year. I'm yeah. always like, this is the
3: beginning of the year. <laughs> it just, yeah, it
1: just feels like, a real antidote to that lack of control that I felt I had over my life and over my creative capacity four years ago. Yeah. Um
0: and uh yeah. And that's something that's really interesting as well. I think uh for me again, but I, I'm gonna say this for you too, Lou. I think we've both probably been more creative mm-hmm. and not limited ourselves, maybe. Um, because of all the other work and the control that PNN has allowed us to have,
3: one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, and I think it comes
3: from, and this comes back to the community aspect the the kind of confidence and ability to go, well, fuck it, I
1: don't need to wait for permission. That being part of this and being surrounded by people like yourself and the other amazing women we've had with us on this journey along the way. Um, yeah, our it,
3: sunflower, Misha. Our sunflower,
0: Misha. Glorious little sunflower. Yeah. Um, we, I, I mean, and I do want to say just now, like, you know, there was a point where if we hadn't had Misha, we probably wouldn't be here. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, Misha should get her shout out right now for that. I think There was a point, a pivotal point where, and I think we did have that conversation at the time, it's like, if we don't get a bit of help here, this probably won't. Be able to continue yeah. yeah so misha in many ways is responsible for that i think she Absolutely. saved it a little bit because there was yeah. a crossroads of like this is a hell of a lot of work and yeah. we did you know we, the format being different then with the script readings we did make a bit of a road for our own back in terms of with the workload <laughs> uh just just how much and because we just was like just were like yeah sure script call it and then scripts start arriving from all over the world and it's just like i i i don't have the time i I have a job oh god
0: <laughs> yeah
1: this is like a lot um and uh yeah misha kind of saved that a little bit
0: i would say
3: yeah uh yeah she but, did you know she came in and helped to the socials
0: and just you know kept things going and mm-hmm. yeah thanks thanks her, love her. her
1: passion and energy were absolutely vital at that moment in time um yeah. so we, we love you babe thank you love you um I'm but yet yeah, to your point you. like it just instilled so much confidence in me. Again, another vital point in my life. and I was figuring a lot of stuff out, and not just not just for me creatively, but me personally. So it was yeah. very I arrived at exactly the right time. and I think that's that's still that's still there. that like being part of this and knowing that we are part of a community that wants to see really positive change in the world just does it just feels good and it does leave me feeling a little bit more like I can just kind of
3: be unapologetic about what I want yeah what I want to do Do you know I hope that um those that are listening or and
0: those that are part of the community here in Scotland and indeed wherever you are in the world you are part of Persistent and Nasty if you align with our views and you listen to the podcast and you support us um, but actually like having that has given confidence in my life and mm-hmm. I go into rooms in a really different way from how I did before. And I hope that everybody else gets that and you can take that, I don't know, pnn power and um
1: and nasty take it power.
0: Room, persistent and nasty power. that's <laughs> power.
1: That's lovely. And I feel like I've noticed that actually in the time that I've known you. Um, Because I hadn't known you that long before we'd started this together.
3: No, maybe a year? About two? That, yeah, I would say two? maybe two.
1: I think it would be two. Two, yeah. I, I met you shortly after I moved back from the States. So that would have been like 2016 time going into 2017.
3: Yeah, I think, um, yeah. Right.
1: And I uh, met you in an acting workshop and did that thing that I do with people sometimes, which I'm like, I'm collecting you. I like you. I'm keeping you. <laughs> It's probably a little sinister that I do that and, and the person in question has no idea it's happening and then suddenly, four years, six years later, they're, like, trauma bonded to me for life. Um, <laughs> 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 but, yeah, it hadn't been that long. It would have been, like, a year, two years after that work, what that acting workshop and then we were yeah, doing yeah. this together. And I have noticed that you've become, not that you weren't already this, this force to be reckoned with, you absolutely were, which was one of the reasons I fell in love with you, but, like, this there's just so much like laser-guided focus and power, and you're like, yeah, you you're, you're becoming a kind of like consummate leader for our industry, particularly in Scotland. And I can see that just going on the up and up. You know, from your work with FST and Equity, I can see you in like a few years' time being like up there uh, as what people see as a leader. In Scottish oh, theatre.
3: <laughs>
0: don't cry. Don't you cry? Because <laughs> if you cry, I'll cry. Lovely. Thanks. I mean True. thank you. And I say I just said about how I'm confident going into rooms, but I don't know if I see that in me. So thank you for seeing that. But isn't it interesting that everything that you are mentioning about me, I see in you, and that <laughs> force and that power and that laser-like focus that you have this is just becoming a love in for me and Louis great Um, (laughs) I hope it's very entertaining for everyone listeners are are you ready but we're just gonna start making out in a minute right that is the thing that we talk about all the time it's about supporting each other and lifting each other up and reminding the people in your life and in particular the women in your life of how fucking brilliant they are because Our society doesn't always let that happen,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and our industry doesn't let that happen.
1: Oh, one hundred percent, and I totally believe that. Like, and this comes from some of the research I did into my witchy project that still remains unfinished. But this idea of like one of the things that came out of the workshop before that is like it's built into the patriarchy to uh, to stop us from gathering because they're frightened of what will happen <laughs> if we do. Because yeah. that, like, women supporting women thing, that kind of, like, the love of a good woman, that phrase has been co-opted to mean, like, it, it sits within the sort of heteronormative man and a woman yeah. dynamic, but actually it should be applied to groups of women, because when when women love each other, it's just, like, it's explosive in terms of, like...
0: Well, it's this thing that we've talked about so often as well, isn't it? How it's there's something... And this is where I do feel for um, our male counterparts that, you know, there's lots of films and plays about female friendship and all of that. But there's always that thing of, like, the woman has to give up her friends eventually for the guy in her Mm -hmm. life, again, from a heteronormative point of view. But, like, there's never, like, a film for guys that's just about two guys, like, being besties I, I know i was thinking about this like
1: over the christmas break when i uh was relentlessly watching tick tick boom over and over again <laughs> um full disclosure no no shame i i loved it watched it several times but one of the things that jumped out to me and again this is like the the sort of central relationship um there's two sort of two central relationships in that movie and, and one of them is two men and yes one of the men is is gay so i guess that kind of dilutes my point a tiny wee bit but not too much but one of the things I loved about it was their friendship and how gorgeously a love platonic love the two of them were with each other and you just don't see enough of it I was like I just want to see a wee bit more of that because I think I can't think of any other example off the top of my head I'm sure there are others but when you do see it when you do see uh men being able to have that kind of like I love my friends and supporting each other thing represented in film. It is really gorgeous. And I wish we saw more of it because I'm sure it would help matters.
0: I think it would, though. (laughs) Yeah, I think it absolutely would. And I think also there's that sense of for men, but also for everyone else that, you know, your female relationships are just as important in your life As or your friend relationships, I'm going to go with that. Your friend relationships are just as important, if not more so, than your sexual love partner committed, however, that whatever version of that is for you is in your life. I mean, it's like that thing. So, like, and I know you're going to laugh when I say this, but. I have tried recently before, um, and just like that came out, I tried to re-watch Sex and the City, (laughs) which as someone who um, was a teenager uh, in the late 90s into the noughties, you know, Sex and the City was this huge show where for the first time really a woman's sexual pleasure was allowed to be on screen. Mm -hmm. And that idea of, you know, four female friends. And I always remember, everybody remembers that episode when Charlotte says, let's be each other's soulmates. Yeah, still makes and, me cry. Still yeah, and that the men me are cry. just, the, and men are the things that come in and out. I don't want to get into the whole just like that because, you know, what I will say <laughs> though, people, it's not cool to threaten writers just because you're not happy with how a show's gone. Like, sort it out.
3: All I'll say it's hashtag all i will say is hashtag justice for steve that's all i'm saying <laughs> that's all I'm saying. they are doing steve so dirty and i'm not happy about it i think there's so
0: but there are so many things about this that that i could talk about and i think the one of the
3: one of the big ones is the fact that they've taken these women who were really strong at the time. I mean,
0: looking back and trying to rewatch it, the show is really misogynistic in its viewpoint. Carrie's a fucking arsehole.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we, we could dedicate a whole other podcast to unpacking this. It's, it's been well.
0: We, maybe we will. Maybe we
1: should, yeah. It's been we well more integrated, uh, the problems of Sex and City, but it still has its place in being important for what it did for the Zeitgeist in the moment. I said Zeitgeist like three times. It's like, ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Drinking so embarrassing. Game. I'm, going to say that. I'm going to say that at the intro, there's a drinking yeah. game.
1: There's a drinking game, yeah. Oh my God, that's embarrassing. I'm going to
0: try and stop. Need, I no, need to... It's good. <laughs> but I mean, I don't want to, because I think we actually should, now that I've said this, I think we should, because there's a whole thing about how the portrayal of them at 55 is really, you know, hmm...
1: It's, it's it's a shame i, I mean i think I, i'm kind of watch i'm watching it regularly and with a bit of an open heart because i feel like i am so committed and excited about the idea of seeing women in their 50s represented on television yes going about their lives experiencing grief doing their thing and still being fabulous yes um and because have you seen that meme that's going around like in terms of like the golden girls compared to uh, just yeah. like that and just like the the, the way that Women at that age, like they're the same, or like I think the and just like that cast are technically older.
2: Yeah, they are older girls
1: cast in that promo shoot. Yeah, Yeah. and it's just like the perception of what a woman can be in their in her fifties has changed so drastically, in so many ways for the positive. And I am very committed to, almost like cheerleading and just that in terms of it's. I want it to be successful because if it's successful, then it means that there can be more content like that, better content, better written content but like mm. do you know
0: what I mean but there definitely can be because like look at Grace and Frankie yeah look at my current obsession with hacks and Jean Smart yeah. like I'm obsessed with her hi Jean, come on the podcast um <laughs> but I think and this is again
1: where I think it this reminds me of our original mission statement like, like the, the the sentence that we've sort of hung our hats on when we started which was the, the cult, the cultural narrative can be changed by the stories we tell
2: mm-hmm. so
1: the stuff that we see on our tv screens and on our stages has, has a direct impact on the culture which is why it's important for representation etc cetera, etc cetera. people listening know what we mean by that and i think no twitter doesn't explode in response to grace and frankie and in response to hacks although it arguably should because those are two brilliant shows but because there's still this uh, chokehold from this franchise on the get ready to drink site guys, <laughs> it, means <that laughs> it means that everyone's still talking about it. And if everyone's still talking about it, whether it's good or bad, or they're unpicking the writing or whatever, that can only be a good thing on so many levels. There's a lot of negativity and there's a lot of stuff, that, or not negativity, there's a lot of problematic stuff that's, Definitely worth unpacking for another podcast, probably. But the fact that it's still there and it's being talked about, it must be furthering the conversation somehow,
0: and that can only be positive. It is I am actually going to disagree with you though, because Grace and Frankie definitely is on Twitter when it comes out. So, oh, I'm sure it is. No, I'm sure it is. I just mean in like that kind of global like. But it's also the fact you know, of if we look at the average age of the people who use Twitter and use a hashtag. Hmm. Yeah, we are going yeah. to be the people that watched. I mean, anyway, we'll come back to it. <laughs> <a> it's <certain point. laughs> a different podcast. That's it. We we are going to probably you're probably
1: going to hear a lot more of Elaine and I in conversation over the course of the year as we mix up things a little bit with the podcast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we'll save that. We'll save, we'll save we've it. Got lots to talk about. So we'll save it for yeah. a dedicated. Podcast. I'll need to try and get past episode three then because I Oh well, you will.
1: You will. We'll need we'll need to discuss it.
0: We should probably have you on our my other podcast,
1: the sister podcast where We talk about TV and film. Jackie, my co-host on I'll have what she's podcasting. We've talked about having you on. Uh, so we should do some crossover episodes throughout the year. Yes. Um yeah. and we were gonna do actually. Uh, I don't know if this is good fodder for the podcast feel free to edit this out Elaine but we were going to do and I just like that roundup when it
0: finishes oh so. you definitely
1: should so you can no I'm saying you should come on and join us for
0: that so okay, well, we let me know up. when that's happening so I can catch up because <laughs> well, you your- you've uh, gone all
1: tiny oh no I haven't but I might have
0: been moving around so much that
2: god Louise
1: got a bit
0: weird can you hear me I can Yay. Oh, yeah, much better. you're not like a, a underwater, yeah, these are shit, so that is a problem. Lisa's <laughs> earphones are shit so yeah we we can we can totally do a little crossover with your sister podcast. Uh, I'll have what she's podcasting.
1: <laughs> sorry i'm very i've I've forgotten all my media training. Um, <laughs> Uh, yes uh, we do I mean we do view ourselves as, as actually a sister podcast to this one we do shout out um, Persistent and Nasty at the end of every of every episode I mean we you know we don't have a huge listenership I don't think we've got a small handful of dedicated fans uh, but uh, yeah we should have you all. I think I think we need a regular guest cameo from Elaine Sturritt <laughs> of Persistent and Nasty
0: <laughs> we'll just come on and talk shit probably oh yeah um, so that's
1: what we do it's basically the the remit
0: so it's great it's great um because we're talking about the podcast and you know mixing it up and everything and obviously we're celebrating just in case we haven't told you guys we're celebrating it you people trying not to say guys so, it's such a Scottish thing and it's like really annoying mm-hmm. and do you know it's funny because I remember and this is like I remember because I teach a lot of drama workshops I didn't want to always say because it used to be boys and girls and I didn't want to always say boys and girls so I changed hi guys hi and now it's so stuck it's also really I do feel it is a really Scottish thing so hello listeners Uh, in case you hadn't realized it is um our anniversary birthday four-year celebration podcast Mm -hmm. um and I was trying to think earlier, and it's really bloody hard over kind of of my favorite podcasts because actually
3: they have been we've been so lucky um but I actually just think across the board for me, I've been really
0: honored to have got to speak to the people that we've that we've been able to speak to and just the wisdom and love and care and um, joy that they've and heartache that they've shared with us has just been really it's been a bloody privilege
1: it has it's been a real privilege we've had some amazing people come on the podcast and uh, yeah it's been I'm super grateful for that um because it's sort of a bit like I still feel like with a little podcast that could in some ways and I still feel like we're the, a little bit like the underdog, a little bit niche. Yeah. I still, you know, I feel like... I'm just going to say, I feel like we have still not quite got the
0: recognition that we maybe deserve. Oh, no, and that we definitely deserve. I'm going yeah. to say it. We definitely deserve it.
1: Yeah. I feel like, you know, we're we're sort of here doing our thing. And I think some... I just worry sometimes that people take the nasty in our name a little bit
3: too literally. I <laughs> think <laughs> sometimes do. But you know
1: that's fine whatever, you just need to come on and see that that's not true um, we are very lovely um so yeah, I feel I feel like the the level of guests that we've had um and the the depth of conversation that we've been privileged to have with those guests has been really remarkable and I'm grateful for every minute of it um
2: yeah
1: as a as a listener, you know, I'm not always on the podcast the last couple of years have been really mental and i've not always busy, been busy babe and but i'm a i'm a fan as a listener and you know as much as i am having been part of it part of the journey of its development so yeah it's i think it's great so i still i've got a little like you know a little fire under my butt about us
0: getting a little bit more recognition yeah, i feel me. like i feel like we've done some good work i, like I think we've done, we've done great work, work. I think we've done great work. And on that moment, I would like to shout out to um journalist Ashley Davies, who um uh, gave us a beautiful review and named us podcast of the week in the Times. Um that was so lovely. Middle of November, end of November 2021. Yeah, I'll need to awesome. double check that, but um, and I'll We're link nice it here. in the the show notes. Um <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: i think you can find it as well if you go to our like social media our instas and Twi- twitters and what have you the link tree i think it's still linked in there I'm pretty sure it is know. um but yes that was very very kind of ashley um and a lovely little surprise actually um yes it was
0: yeah um, uh, and i think like we can and i would just kind of i'm going to be totally honest like you know the end of like 2021 for both of you and i for various different reasons was just insane and um. I think it's just a, you know, there's a big thing when and Louise, no, I'll agree with this. The podcast is is like my little baby. Like I love it, and I love editing it, and I love organizing it, and I have really missed doing it. Like I really have. But we both were just on burnout, and actually, there wasn't the capability and capacity. And I do remember at one point it was probably like end of November maybe maybe before then there was almost like a guilt feeling I had of that I hadn't got an episode out because we have because we have worked really hard to build our listenership Mm. Uh, and in my head I was like no I'm losing all our listeners because I haven't done the work but what I do know about our listeners is their loyalty and the fact that you know already um we put out on the socials that we're back next week and um the lovely comments we're already getting it's just i know it's it's
1: important to remember you've got to give yourself a break sometimes you just need to be gentle on yourself and give yourself time to recuperate and heal from whatever you need to heal from and it's a lot of work It's a lot. I think a lot of people are like it's the podcast podcasting is such a you know 2022 thing it's like it's it's the cultural offering of our moment and uh, I think people think it's easy I think people think you just jump on zoom with a microphone or whatever and and that's that and it's like there's so much more to it and as you know is a hefty amount of admin and editing and social media to like build a platform and and keep it kind of relevant and keep it going it's a shit ton of work and that's
0: on top of the other stuff we do so I think yeah and also you know we say this and this is you know but we aren't funded yet Um, and we don't have an organization behind us we're not with a podcast you know station or company or that can give us that support so it's just us yeah but
3: that gives
0: us Thank you, but that also gives us a freedom. I think that maybe we might not have have perhaps. to. Perhaps
1: we're not part of big podcasts. Whatever big podcast
0: is, I don't know. <laughs> like,
3: well, uh, well,
0: most of the podcasts that I listen to, apart from us and yourself, obviously, is um true crime, which I've mentioned <laughs> many times. And there's like the Parcast. Um, I don't, are they an are they a business station? Whatever
1: who knows well I'm I certainly not turning down any offers of like no but
0: you can come and help us
1: anytime you want or support you know <laughs> if anybody wants to do that feel free Um, feel I'd
3: free. like to ask you
1: a question Elaine on the subject okay. the and I know we're coming up to an hour now so I don't know if we feel like we maybe want to yeah find a, a natural conclusion but what are your hopes for the podcast as we go forward into 2022 what do you want to see happen
3: with it um oh. <laughs> um, well i want I want to have more with you <laughs> um, and I'm really looking forward to
0: our plan um our plan is that we do once a month it's you and I talking shit, whatever it is we've watched something whatever's happened, you know, whether that will happen because of our schedules or. Our, anything I really hope for that.. Um, I I want more recognition for us. I want more recognition for the work that we do for the the conversations that we have that not everybody else is having. I think that what we well I hope what we are putting out to our community with the guests that we have on is inspiring and is helpful mm-hmm. in your day-to-day life.
3: Yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, recognition for that. Um, yeah, yeah, recognition. I'm um, obviously as many and as varied
0: guests as possible.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
0: You know, I've still got a few that I am <coughs> heading towards. Rabidly <laughs> chasing down. <laughs> And the thing is, there's part of me going, "Oh, just let it go, and I'm like, "Nope, not happening. Not fucking happening." Like a dog with a goddamn bone. I am a dog with that. I am the persistent part of persistent and nasty. <laughs> also pretty nasty, so it's fine. Um, yeah, that for me is like because actually I'm going to be of this police. No, I'm not even going to say it sounds big-headed because that's such a way that women. Talk themselves yeah, no. out of saying stuff, and okay. we put ourselves. Well, oh, we fucking deserve it. Take up your space. Take up your uh, space We 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 fucking deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad you said
1: that because I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna step into the like, you know, I'm gonna borrow some of that white male boldness and be like, yeah, I want recognition. I do. I want recognition, and I'm not gonna apologize for wanting that because I feel like four years of really hard work. Four years of learning, four years of growth, four years of pushing for change and four years of rattling cages. And I think, yeah, I, I want the recognition. So, yeah, yeah
3: I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. Maybe you'll like it. <laughs> that's fine. I don't care. I, okay I don't, don't care. Like it. I don't care. You don't need to listen. Um,
0: but you're right, though. Like, yeah, it's just as simple as that. Simple as that. We're, we're done playing small because we're not small. Nope. We're not that we ever did play small, let's be fair, but, you know. Um, persistent and giant. Or no. giantly persistent. giantly <laughs> <laughs> persistent. Big and nasty. Big uh, and nasty. Do you know what? We've never actually asked each other the question that we ask everybody at the end of the podcast. Oofed. What does persistent and nasty mean to you? Louise Oliver.
1: Oh, so much pressure. I'm sweating, sweating under my boobs. Um,
3: what does persistent and nasty mean to me? I feel like it's changed so much over the years, but I guess down to its core, um,
1: it still remains for me being unapologetic about what you believe to be right and going after the things you want i think there's something about that and and what you and when i say we're going after the things you want i i i'm not necessarily referring to like kind of career driven stuff or yeah creative stuff i'm sort of referring to the idea of going
3: after a better way of doing things in a better world and I think it means not for me I think it's about realizing that you
1: don't need to make yourself small you can absolutely take up the space you deserve to take up
3: because your feelings and thoughts and opinions are valid and who you are is valid and yeah fuck the patriarchy (laughs) Ultimately, I think that's what it means.
1: <laughs> that was not very concise. But...
0: No, no, it's really funny because lots of the words that you used, I do, do you want to ask me the question? I do want to ask you the question. Okay, okay you asking me the question.
1: Elaine Stewart,
0: <laughs> what does persistent and nasty mean to you? So everything that you have just said, and I'm probably going to repeat some of the words that you've just uh, used because... They're absolutely right. Um, what it means to me, though, actually, is
3: a connection with you and Misha that will forever be there. Um. Oh God, got wash. <laughs> Sorry, I was on mute. I did have a reaction to that,
1: by the way. I'm not a soulless monster, just in case. <laughs> she oh,
0: did. She to did. Very silent. All the physical. No because it's a connection I what we have gone through with this I won't go through with anyone else mm. and nobody else and, I, and Belle and Emily were right at the very start but they weren't with us as much for as long as Misha was and for the amount of work that was and then um, so with, with you and Misha um, the stuff that we've gone through and created and the support and the community that has come along with us um were tied together yeah so in the most beautiful way um so for me when I hear it persistent and nasty it makes me think about people I love oh <laughs> um but also as the phrase it makes me
3: what it means to me is to believe in your power, stand in your power, be unapologetic and find your own path in whatever form your life is and know that even when it's really dark, it's going to be okay and there's always someone there if you need them.
2: You can
3: answer. Want to change mine? <laughs> Shut up! Oh my god! Gorge! <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god! I haven't
1: had a drop of alcohol.
0: It's just you, you haven't that. actually. You <laughs> haven't. I know. I'm. Um, this manic energy is just me i'm really looking forward i'm just really looking forward to this year ahead i am looking forward to meeting the guests that we're going to have and getting to chat to them because i do love that we get to have amazing humans come on our podcast and
3: just celebrate them fucking selves like i love that Mm -hmm. um and Wherever the rest of it
0: takes us, Lou, I'm I'm ready for it. We'll see. I'm down for the journey, babe. I'm in. Yeah. So in. We're tethered together, my friend. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? What did we do? Um. So yes, listeners, this is our um, fourth birthday four fucking years how the hell did that happen and podcast uh, thank you for being with us thank you for listening and until next time (laughs) stay
1: stay nasty nasty. i'll never get that right